So week four of the NFL is over. So it's time to go over every single one of the games. And I'm going to give you my thoughts and what I think about all of these teams, all these games that happen and whatnot. So starting off with the Thursday night game, probably one of the worst Thursday night games in history, uh, the New York Jets against the Denver Broncos. The Broncos won 38-28, starting on the Jets side of the ball. Um, Sam Darnold started off looking great. He made good throws and even had that long run for a touchdown, but that's about it. Um, Later on, he gets hurt, but then he comes back, and then he has a good two-minute drill. Um, But the thing that sucks about the Jets is that they're the Jets. They don't have a good team, so there's constant pressure on Darnold. It's not good over there. And Everyone's been saying this. I've been saying this um, since the beginning of this season, man. The Jets... That's just rough. Um, next for the Broncos, they started off very well. Melvin um, Gordon and Noah Fant got involved early on in the game. That was pretty cool. Jerry Judy even got involved, had an awesome catch where he mossed a defender uh, for a touchdown. And that was a very poorly underthrown ball, just so we know. Uh, Jerry Judy just made that play on his own. Ripon looked pretty good. Uh, he did throw a pick in the second quarter, I believe. Um, Tim Patrick also looked pretty good for the Broncos. And the thing about this game is that the Broncos were in control of all three phases of the game. They even had a great return that possibly could have scored. Um, but then in the fourth quarter, Ripon throws a pick six, which, you know, really, um, gave the Jets hope. And then the next drive, he threw another pick. But later on, Melvin Gordon scores a nice, long touchdown run, which is pretty cool to see. I mean, you guys picked him up. A lot of Broncos fans didn't really know what his prediction would be with Philip Lindsay. I think they even still have Royce Freeman. I could be wrong. So pretty cool to see someone you pick up doing pretty well. Just sucks that you guys aren't doing that well this season and are so banged up. Uh, But the next game, one of my favorite games to talk about, is going to be the Dallas Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns. The Browns won 49-38. I guess, who should we talk about? Let's talk about the Cowboys first. The Cowboys are a second-half team, man. That's just what they are. and It's so evident the past few weeks. They just don't start off that well or play that well in the first half. For the Cowboys, um, there's a lot of pressure on Dak on the first drive. Seemed like it'd be another long week for him with the O-line being banged up. But on the next drive, uh, Dak's playing well. Hits CD to end the drive with a score uh, for six, of course. I think that was his first touchdown. Uh, Drive after that, Dak throws an insane ball between two defenders and hits Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper with the great concentration and Dak Prescott with the precise throw. You really like to see that, especially for Cowboys fans. But then later on, all right, turnover after turnover. Strip sack, Zeke fumble, can't be doing that early on in games. I guess if you're the Cowboys, you can because then you just come back later on. But anyways, um... Turnover after turnover. You just can't have it. If you're a good team, you can't be turning over the ball like that. So after Dak starts taking over, they have a chance to um, onside kick, and I believe they squib it, and they almost get the deep squib off a mistake uh, by the Browns, but luckily it goes into the end zone. Um, C.D. Lamb also scores late uh, later in the game as well. And, yeah, like I said, he's looking awesome. Uh, me and my buddies were talking about the top rookie receivers right now, and I think you have to put them at the top, and that's a really stat class without saying a lot. But yes, as of right now, you have to put CeeDee Lamb at the top of all uh, the rookie receivers. 
Um, he does get a lot of touches and whatnot, but he still looks awesome. And then after that, I believe they went for like a weird squib onside that didn't work out when they should have went with their onside that um, they got against the Falcons. But, you know, it is what it is. Cowboys fans, it's interesting because I don't know if you're good. Also, I don't know if the Browns are good. But I think the Browns are more trending up. And I think the Cowboys are kind of just staying at this same spot they've been all season. But, you know, it's pretty rough. It's hard to make. I don't know what to make of this game, honestly. But whatever. Uh, next, we have the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Miami Dolphins. The Seahawks won 31-23. to uh, Fitzmagic starts with a pick. Didn't look too good. Uh, but afterward, afterwards, he plays pretty well, but they don't score that much. Um, the Dolphins are, you know, they're, they're a solid team. They'll hang in there, it seems like, with anybody. Uh, not really much to talk about uh, with the Dolphins, but for the Seahawks, they look good. Russ looks good. There's an awesome play to David Moore. I really like David Moore, by the way. I'm a big fan of his this year. Um, I had no idea he was going to be this good, but he, I really like him. But Russ, he threw a pick in the red zone, so you don't really like to see that. But on the bright side, Chris Carson is back. He's looking good. Like I said, David Moore's balling out. He scores in the fourth quarter. A big fan of Seahawks playing well. Dolphins are not that bad of a team. Next up, we have Carolina versus Arizona. The Panthers look really good on the first drive. They get a fourth down conversion, and then they end up scoring a touchdown, which is always huge. And then they get the ball back and score another touchdown. And then they get the ball back again and throw a pick. So that's kind of how the Panthers go. It happens. But um, they start off well, had a pick. And then after that, it was kind of back and forth between uh, the two teams. And then in the third, there's a strip sack, and then they score a touchdown. Uh, Mike Davis, you know, he's running well. He's looking good. I'm a big fan. Um, hopefully, when McCaffrey gets back, they use him more. I, I really like him. And for the Cardinals, it takes their fourth or fifth possession for them to get things going and score points. Uh, luckily, it was a touchdown, their first score, but their next score was late in the fourth quarter. All right, a touchdown, and you can't have that. You can't have that if you want to be one of those top teams. Like I said, they're really young. They're right there. Uh, but you guys got to get those first downs, and you got to score points. You have to do that to be a good team. Next, we're going to talk about the New Orleans Saints and the Detroit Lions. So Matt Stafford and the Lions actually start pretty well. Um, they get a pick on Drew Brees on his first pass, and then shortly after score a touchdown with Kenny G. Later on in the game, Jesse James makes an, makes an awesome catch. Great grab. Um, but then Matt Stafford throws a pick in the red zone. You don't really like to see that, especially if you're, if you're a Lions fan. Um, uh, but then they end up scoring a late touchdown in the fourth. And then Hawkinson makes, the, makes a grab to convert on the two-point. So the Lions are fighting there right there. It seemed like they were going to win. I think they were up like 14-0, so... Could have had that one. So, for the Saints, their first drive after that pick we talked about was really good. Um, and then the next drives, the next two drives, I believe, they scored on both. Um, late in the second, Drew Brees connects to Traquan Smith for a nice grab uh, for a touchdown. That was really cool to see. Um, the next drive, we have a two-minute drill for Drew Brees, and it's another touchdown for Traquan Smith. So, that's Really awesome. I like to see him get going. I know a lot of people are hyped about that. And the Saints were pretty much in control when they came back from being down 14. Uh, that's just how it goes with the Lions. They can't finish when they're up. It's just Yeah, it's just what it is. Next, we're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings against the Houston Texans. 
Um, I knew, I knew the Vikings were going to win because they're trending up. They're looking better. Um, and the Texans, not so much. Um, the game started with punts on both sides of the ball, but eventually the Vikings get things going and Justin Jefferson gets involved early and Dalvin Cook scores. So the Vikings are doing what a lot of people thought they should be doing, feeding Dalvin Cook, airing the ball to Thielen and Jefferson. It's actually paying off now. Uh, but later on, there's a fumble for the Texans on a punt, and the Vikings recover and get a field goal out of it. And then the next possession, they drive down, pick up a fourth and one, and then Dalvin Cook scores another touchdown. And later on in the third, they get another nice, nice drive going. There's some great catches by Justin Jefferson and Kyle Rudolph, and then Adam Thielen with an awesome touchdown grab. That's why, okay, so like the first week I was like, oh, the Vikings, they can't be that bad. But now they're actually trending towards where I thought they were going to be. I was really worried at first, but it looks like they're doing a lot better now. Um, but the next position for them, another great drive ends with a touchdown. So they're playing pretty well on the offensive side of the ball. Um, as for the Texans, they couldn't really get anything going until the second quarter. Uh, they get a little drive and score three. And their next drive, they're in a two-minute drill, but only get three before half. Um, but starting the second half, Texans drive down and score a touchdown. Watson the Fuller. Next drive, there's a deep bomb uh, from Watson to Filler, Fuller, but they only get three on that drive. So Watson and Will Fuller are connecting. You like to see that for the Texans finding his new number one since John J. Hopkins is gone. Um, and around five minutes in the fourth quarter, Deshaun keeps them in the game by driving down and scoring a touchdown. And the last drive of the game, Watson takes them all the way down. All right, to first and goal on the one, I'm pretty sure. On the one, um, they can't punch it in. They lose yards. So on fourth down, they try to throw it, all right, and they score. Will Fuller catches it in the back of the end zone. Um, then they have to get the two-point, but they review it. Turns out Will Fuller drops the ball. Uh, but, you know, I like the fight from the Texans. I like the fact that Watson knows that Fuller's his guy, and he's going to you know, aim for four now, which reminds me, I should probably pick him up in fantasy now that I think about it. So next we have the New York Giants against the LA Rams. Um, the Rams only won 17 to 19. Very surprising. I think a lot more people thought the Rams would blow out the Giants. Um, kind of strange though, because Sean McVay said that he was going to, he was struggling against, um, or struggling with scouting against the Giants defense, which I think a lot of people thought was maybe sarcastic or a little odd that he'd be saying that. Uh, but speaking of the Rams, in this game, they start the first drive really well, and it ends with a touchdown. Uh, the next drive, they actually fumble, and then the next after, the next drive after that um, is another good drive, and they end with three, so starting off pretty well. Uh, but in the second half, they can't get much going on offense, but Jalen Ramsey has a nice stop on third and three and makes a perfect tackle. A lot of people were talking about that. Um, and in the fourth quarter, Goff throws Cooper Cup and lets him do the rest for a touchdown. So not much to talk about. Pretty boring game for the most part. Fourth quarter is our next touchdown. So kind of that's what I'm saying. It's kind of weird against the Giants. That's it. Uh, but speaking of the Giants, they actually get a turnover early in the game and end up getting three points. And then they get a good two-minute drill um, for another uh, three points before the half. And at the end of the third, they end up driving, pick up a fourth and three, uh, but only get three points off of that. Um, and then later in the fourth, Giants are driving now to score. Then Daniel Jones makes an awesome, 
play, breaking like two sacks, and I think he ran for first, uh, but later on in that drive, he gets picked off. So that's the Giants' um, season for you. That's kind of how it goes. But they're not the most talented, so at this point, I don't know. Just If you're a Giants fan, just be happy. You're probably going to get a really good pick. Um, next, we're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this was a game I was actually watching with my buddies, and it was a fun game to watch, actually, the whole time. So the Bills won 30-22. Uh, first drive, I believe the Bills uh, drive down and score a touchdown. Their next drive, they drive down and score another touchdown with a crazy catch with Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley was on my fantasy team, so that was huge for me. Um, and then the drive after that, it's another good one, but they only get three. And, but the bad thing is, Allen gets hurt. It's his shoulder. Eventually, he comes back, though. That was kind of scary for Bills fans. Um, and the Bills got the ball at the end of the third. They drive down, and Allen sneaks it in for a touchdown, but they miss the PAT. And after a turnover, the Bills get the ball, and Josh Allen absolutely launches it to Stephon Diggs, and Diggs makes an incredible catch. A few plays later, uh, Singletary punches it in. And the next drive, they're in field goal range, and Josh Allen takes a ridiculous sack, which you cannot have. I'll always say that, right, not always, but for this season, I'll say Josh Allen is still young. He's wild. He'll probably always be wild, but hopefully that's something he learns um, from. Like, can't you can't take sacks like that. You just can't do it. Um, so now for the Raiders, their first drive, they go down, they score three, which is always really good. You always want to score in that first drive. makes a big difference in the game. Sometimes it's easier to score on that first drive, getting to see what the defense is running, uh, the defense is seeing what you're running. Um, it's kind of like you feel it out on that first drive. So big that they score three. Um, and their next drive is really good. They end up scoring a touchdown at the end of the first half. Um, their first drive of the second half is another good drive. They only end up getting three, but it's a good drive. Uh, and then they get the ball back at the top of the fourth. And then uh, Darren Waller fumbles. Can't have that. Their next drive, they go uh, to get a fourth and one. And then the Bills stop them with nine minutes left in the fourth. That was a huge play. I did not like the call there. Very horrible call. They did like a run out of shotgun. At least play action if you're going to be in shotgun or do a boot. You know, this, I don't like that. Or if you're going to run the ball, be in a heavier set. Didn't, no. Me and my buddy, who's a Raiders fan, did not like that call. Um, but the next drive, Hunter Renfro makes a ridiculous, huge play. Um, and then very soon after, there's a strip sack on Derek Carr. So very crushing for the Raiders, but then they get the ball back again. There's a huge PI call. Then the Raiders score. Uh, Nelson Aguilar scores. Then they try the onside, and it's unsuccessful. So basically, the Raiders are not bad. Okay, against the Saints, I figured that you know the Saints were just playing bad. The Raiders had a good game, but the Raiders are proving that they're actually a very solid team. They even hung in there with the Patriots. So um, I I'm gonna believe the Raiders hype. As much as I didn't want to, I, I will believe the Raiders hype. I, I do like the way the Raiders play. They have heart. I like Gruden. I think Carr's playing better. I think they're utilizing their dudes. Hunter, or not Hunter Henry, but um, Henry Ruggs. Hunter Henry. <laughs> That's funny. Henry Ruggs is hurt, so once he gets back, I think this should be more of a problem than they already are. Um, next, we're going to talk about the Jags and the Bengals. So, for the Jags, Minshew's first drive ends with the pick. 
Never want to see that. Next drive, they're in field goal range, but then they miss. Their third drive is very nice. It ends with a beautiful touchdown pass to DJ Chark. Um, and the next drive ends with a field goal. And then before the half entry, has a good two-minute drill for another field goal. Um, and they don't score or get anything going until the top of the fourth when they score three points. And then the next drive after that, they convert on a fourth and down with a great catch by DJ Chark. And then later on, Chark scores. Um, and they're trying to stay alive at the end of the game. They drive down to get three, go for an onside, don't get it, and that's game. But for the Bengals, the biggest thing for the Bengals is Joe Burrow. He's the only reason why they win games. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, but I don't believe they score in their first drive. On the second drive, they end up getting three. The drive after that was really awesome. They pick up a fourth down uh, to get it within the five. Uh, but then Miles Jack gets a great pick on Joe Burrow. Tough, tough play for the Bengals. Uh, but the next drive is another good drive, and Joe Mixon ends up scoring an awesome hurdle touchdown. That deserved one of these. He gets a chef's kiss. That was amazing. Uh, but the first drive, the second half, ends with Joe Mixon again running for a six. That man is going crazy. And then they get the ball back, and Mixon does it again. And then they get the ball back again and score three. Next drive, another three. And then the last drive, another three. So if you're playing fantasy, make sure you pick up the Bengals kicker. Uh, but yeah, Joe Burrow is the main reason why. Oh, and Mixon, dude. Joe Burrow and Mixon are the two reasons why I would ever pick the Bengals to win any more games. Um, they're just balling, man. Joe Burrow is proving to be... He, he's probably going to be rookie of the year. I just got to say it. Uh, so, anyways, next, we're going to talk about the LA Chargers against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. People thought the Chargers were going to win. I thought they were going to win. They were up by a good amount, I feel like. Uh, but then the Chargers do what they do, and they choke. So, looking at the Tampa Bay side of things... The first drive for them looks really good. Ends with an awesome camera break touchdown. Uh, they're airing it out. That's what I've been saying. They should be airing it out. Like, that's why you get Tom Brady and all these weapons, right? You want to air it out. So that's, like, really awesome to see. I'm glad they're starting to do that. Um, but the next drive, of course, they're airing it out. And it's looking good until there's a pick six. Oof. No way, no. That's, that's never good. Uh, but the following drive, they get into field goal range, go for the kick, and miss. Um, later on, the Bucks recover a fumble before the half. And then shortly after, Mike Evans scores a touchdown. So that's good for the Bucks. And then first drive of the second half, the Bucks pass in again. And then it ends with O.J. Howard for six. That's how they got to do it. So the next drive, Tom Brady has a very similar pass as last week to Scotty Miller. The deep, over-the-shoulder, big game play. That was pretty cool to see. Then not too long after, they connect for a touchdown. Next drive, when Brady really needs to answer back, he connects with Mike Evans on a big play, and they end up scoring a touchdown. The next drive, they're trying to put the game away, and Gronk makes an awesome play um, on second and 11, snatching the ball away from the defender. Very good. And then they only end up getting three points. But the Bucks are doing exactly what they should have been doing this whole time. Very good to see from them. Very fun to watch as well. But for the Chargers, Herbert, all right, he ends his first drive with a giant play, launching the ball into the end zone for a touchdown. But before the half, Josh Kelly fumbles uh, from within the Chargers' own 10. Very rough there. Um, the Bucks score. That's what I was talking about, the Mike Evans touchdown. Um, and the Chargers don't get much going until right before the third ends, and Herbert launches the ball again for another deep touchdown. And then at the end, with the chance to tie, possibly even win, 
Uh, Justin Herbert throws a pick. So if you're a Chargers fan, you're a little upset because how you guys started, you guys started well and kind of let them come back in. But Herbert's very young and, um, you know, he really shows promise. And I, I think things will get a lot better for the Chargers in the near future. But pretty good game, fun game to watch. Next, we're going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens against the Washington Redskins. For the Redskins, bro, they're not the Redskins. The Washington football team. I always say that. Um, so, the football team, they start off with a McKissick fumble early in the game. Not much going for them, but Antonio Gibson looks very solid. Uh, he even gets them within the 10 but with a long run and then punches it in, punches it in himself. Um, late in the fourth quarter, Haskins throws a nice ball to Terry McLaurin and sneaks it in for a touchdown. So that's about all we have to talk about. Um, you know, offensively, Haskins, I don't know if they should keep him in or not, but personally, I'd probably just keep him in, whatever, have him learn if you really think that's your guy. So I don't know. The Redskins, or I don't know, I keep saying that. The uh, footballs, <laughs> the footballs need to figure that out especially with the fact that the N the nfc east is not that good so let's see what they do there now for the ravens after creating a turnover uh the ravens score not too soon after with mark ingram and in the next drive there's an awesome run from lamar jackson for a touchdown a drive after that they convert on a fake punt and then lamar connects with mark andrews thank goodness because he's on my fantasy team for a beautiful touchdown then they get the, the ball back and then lamar throws a pick so can't be doing that especially against good teams got to make sure you control that ball but the next drive is great and they throw another touchdown to mark andrews and then the next drive after that they go down and get three points and then the drive after that lamar throws another pick so the ravens are good they just gotta limit the mistakes especially against good teams the next game we're going to talk about is the most boring game I probably probably have ever seen in my life, the Indianapolis Colts against the Chicago Bears. So for the Colts, they get a pump block and then score a touchdown on the first drive. Very cool. Molly Cox, I think, scored the touchdown. He's one of Rivers' favorite targets on the team. Um, yeah, so that's a bright spot for them. Um, the Colts have a lot of good drives, but they only end in field goals. So that side is pretty boring, too. Now on to the other side for the Bears. Their fourth drive, they finally get a score, but it's only three points. The next good thing to really happen for the Bears is late in the fourth, and Robinson makes a nice touchdown, and then they get the two-point. Um, but, you know, it's the, this, this game was so boring. The Bears are not good. I've been saying this. Some people were mad at me. I didn't put them in top ten. The Bears are not good. They're just not, okay? Oh, anyways. Next, we're going to talk about my 49ers against the Philadelphia Eagles. That one, ugh, that one sucked. That one was not fun to watch. Did not enjoy that. Um, so, for the 49ers, actually, okay, we'll start with the Eagles. And I will talk about the, 49, about the 49ers and then I'll rant. So for the Eagles, uh, Wentz throws a pick early on, but bounces back, drives down and scores, runs it in for six, and then uh, get the two-point conversion. I don't know why they went for the conversion. That was weird. But the good thing, the one good thing about Wentz scoring was that I had five bucks on him being the first touchdown scorer, 
And I think I got like $200, so that was dope. Um, but the Eagles have another really good drive at the bottom of the third later on in the game. Uh, converting on a fourth down. I love the play call, love the execution. They um, started up in a tight set, like they were going to run the ball, and then they went to a spread set, then they went back under center and did a QB sneak. That was pretty cool, might run that. Um, but the Eagles were running so many gadget plays, and it was just too obvious. You really got to work those in. You got to have plays because they had Jalen Hurts come in like he was going to do a double pass and stuff. But, like, everyone knew that was coming. They kind of need to work those in. Like, you have to run the ball with Jalen Hurts first. So they, they're like, oh, he'll run the ball like Taysom Hill would, stuff like that. So that, that was kind of weird to see. Uh, but later on, the Eagles make a really big play. They score a touchdown off the turnover. It was a great pass by Carson Wentz and a nice play by the receiver. We had like a fifth stringer guarding him, so I don't even know who was who. But anyways, the Eagles score there. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. My friends are just like, who are these guys even playing? Uh, but good for them. Good for you guys. Um, now going to the 49ers side. A side that was kind of frustrating not kind of but very frustrating to watch so we start off with a pick very cool we had some momentum uh, but then don't do anything on the first drive and then the second drive Mullins misses a throw to juice and you know a lot of people pointing that out I mean yeah you can't blame one play a few plays um just gotta play better but you know gotta make that play who knows what happens off of that but the good thing is we got um, Kittle involved very early on, and then Brandon Ayuk, we got him involved, and he takes a screen pass all the way for a touchdown and hurdles the guy. Chef's kiss. That was really cool. Um, later on, Mullins is driving. He gets a big play to Kittle, gets to the red zone, then throws a stupid pick. Yes, there was pressure, but you got to throw that out of bounds or just take the sack. Like, oh my gosh, he just forced to throw. That was... Very frustrating. You can't do that in the red zone. Um, but anyways, they get the ball back, and then it's a nice drive, and it ends with a Kittle touchdown. And then the, I noticed that the 49ers in third and long a lot. That's not good. That's, uh, it was very frustrating. But anyways, third and 10, 10 minutes in the fourth. There's a strip sack on Mullins. Got to protect the ball. The next drive, he throws a pick right to the Eagles defender, um, Alex Singleton, which, all right, fun fact, Singleton, Grew up around my town. I never really knew him, but he's friends with my friend's friend. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, good for him. Good for the local boys going out there and balling out. I think he has a pretty awesome story, too. He's like a really good, I think, Canadian Football League player. Got picked up by the Eagles. Now he's picking off Nick Mullins, making us bench Nick Mullins. But anyways, next drive, Bethard goes in, and he actually he actually balls out. I really like Bethard. I don't know why Mullins was in before him, but it is what it is. He drives down and scores. We try to get the two-point. We don't. We get the stop later on. We get the ball back. Not much you can try to do. And then we hail Mary. It seems like we're going to get it. We don't. Just a frustrating loss. We can't have our quarterback turning turning the ball over three times. No team can do that. Very hard to win that way. Um, next, we're going to talk about the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Chiefs, uh, they have a really good drive to start. They get Hill involved, but they only get three points. Uh, the next drive, another only three points. But then on defense, they get a pick, but then Watkins fumbles. Uh, you don't want to see that. And then the second half starts with the strip sack. 
in the red zone on uh, Hoyers. So that's really good for them. Um, and then they have a great drive getting Kelsey and company the ball. And then great design for Tyreek Hill for the first touchdown of the game. And then the next drive, another good drive um, with the awesome play design for Hardman to score a touchdown. So the Chiefs got it going more in the second half. Um, but that's the thing with the Chiefs. You always know that at any moment they're just going to go crazy. doesn't matter what your lead. It doesn't matter what. Um, for the Patriots, after the turnover, uh, after they get their turnover, they get their first points, uh, field goal. Um, but before half, they're driving down to get some points, but then, uh, Brian Hoyer takes a really bad sack and then time expires. You gotta be aware. You gotta throw the ball away. You can't, um, do that. I think he tried to call timeout after and they didn't have timeouts. Maybe he wasn't aware there, but you know, a mistake nonetheless. Um, but the first drive in the second half was great. Uh, they converted on third, but then he gets strip sack in the red zone like we talked about. Um, in the next drive, there's a nice run by Damian Harris, who I really like. Helps him get them down the field and score a touchdown uh, with a nice catch from Nikhil Harry. Uh, but then Jerry Stedham gets thrown in and throws a pick six, tipped off Edelman's hands. Hate to see it for the young guy. And then the next drive, he throws another pick um, not long after converting a fourth down. So he gets a fourth down and then throws that pick. Um so yeah, Patriots really need Cam Newton. Next, we're going to talk about the Monday Night Football game, Green Bay Packers against the Atlanta Falcons. So, first drive, Green Bay drives down like it's nothing. Aaron Jones scores a walk and touchdown. No one's guarding him. Third drive of the game, Aaron Rodgers is balling. Later on, finds Robert Tunyon for a touchdown. And next drive is another great drive. They convert on fourth and then another touchdown for Robert Tunyon. To end the half, Zedaria Smith sacks Matt Ryan and pays tribute to Breonna Taylor, which is pretty cool. Um, in the first half of the second half, they're still rolling. And then Aaron Rodgers finds Tunyon again for his third touchdown. And not only that, he's wide open. Um, and then there's another good drive after that, ending with three. So the Packers are on fire. Their offense is killing it. Aaron Rodgers is killing it. They have weapons, even with Lazard and Adams out. They're still balling. Um, but now on the other side for the Falcons, offensively, they didn't start too well. Matt Ryan's arm is pretty weak. You could tell some of the throws he was making. He was putting so much effort into it, but it wasn't getting there. Um, but they get a huge stop on the Packers on fourth down in the red zone. I think within like a five, maybe the 10-yard line. And then their second drive to get things going and score three points. Um, but in the second half, Ryan gets a good drive going. Should have been picked, but gets lucky. Um, and the Falcons end up scoring off a nice Todd Gurley run. Uh, and then the next drive is another good one. Ends with another Todd Gurley touchdown. And Matt Ryan has an awesome block on that play. That's always fun to watch, quarterbacks blocking. Uh, but the next drive, they are, they're going to cut the lead down. And then on fourth down, Calvin Ridley drops a touchdown. So the Packers are on fire. Falcons are always going to be an okay team. They're not the worst, but they don't finish. You know, that's just been the story. Might need to fire Dan Quinn. But yeah, those are my reactions from this week. Let me know what you think. Let me know what surprised you, what shocked you. Or just tell me what's up. Whatever you want to say. Just drop it down in the comments um, or DM me at Mind of Mags. Whatever you want to do. Hit me up. Follow me on TikTok. Let's be friends. Um, anyways. I hope you enjoyed watching this, listening to this. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Peace out.